Methi kwaya, methi kwaya, I just want to say that I am completely privileged to be telling traditional stories from the Yukon in unceded Coast Salish territories. Hey, hey, hey. Now in English. Go to sleep, go to sleep, or try and... Oh, it's gonna scratch your eyes out. Go to sleep. <laughs> try. What? Do you think Indians are mean? The white man rocked the baby out of the tree and nobody said nothing. Roundhouse Radio continues to explore methods of reconciliation between First Nations and non-First Nations in Vancouver. Coming to a place of cross-cultural understanding, respect, and empathy can be challenging and often tense, so it's important to find fun ways of bridging that gap. Sharon Shorty is a traditional storyteller from the Klingit people in the Yukon. She travels around telling tales of native mythology, a form of oral tradition that's been passed down from generation to generation since the dawn of time. I didn't decide. I think I was told by my grandma. (laughs) My grandma told me to start telling stories because she always told me stories uh, every day of my life with her. And I was completely shocked when she told me that. I was like, I'm not a storyteller, Grandma. And she said, weren't you listening to me? I was like, okay, Grandma, I guess (laughs) I will try. (laughs) Her stories are often fun and hilarious, but they also contain important life lessons that can span any culture. (laughs) Always listen to your mom and aunties and grandmas. Because you never know when you're going to be killed by a giant owl or a giant beaver or, or, you know, taken by a Sasquatch, you know. Listen to your elders. Sharon also tells personal and family stories. Both of her parents are residential school survivors, and she uses that legacy to help educate her audience. So my dad, Joe, and my, his cousin, Billy, were raised traditionally. He was a really good hunter and tracker. So at the residential schools, the one he went to in Carcross called Chutla, kids would run away from residential school. My dad and my, his cousin Billy would be the ones who would have to go track them and find those kids and bring them back. So one day they said, you know what? How come we're doing this? Maybe we know how to hide our tracks. So they did. They left the school and they took off and they never got caught. <laughs> well, I have to say that Um, My dad was not one of the fortunate ones who was willing to talk about his experience. Uh, He never did talk to us really about it. Heard stories later from my mom. Like most survivors, it takes a long time to be willing to be open to share these experiences. A common impact of the residential school system in First Nations families is a gap in the transfer of cultural knowledge between generations. Sharon is a prime example of picking up the pieces that residential school left behind. My mom was not able to comfortably learn traditional practices because of the brainwashing of residential school. So fortunately, I didn't have that. And my grandma taught me to tell stories. What role do you think traditional storytelling or contemporary storytelling plays in reconciliation? Well, I hope that um, people, when they listen to me and telling traditional stories, that there's a measure of respect and there's a measure of um, acknowledgement that these stories have survived through many cultural disruptions. And as it turns out, there's some common threads between native oral tradition and religious scripture. Given the role that the church has played in residential school, it's interesting to think that maybe we're not so different after all. 
there's similar stories from the Bible, and you you say about the story about Raven bringing the sun and the light and the moon to the world. Well, part of that story is a young girl, a princess, who was a virgin and had a baby. And to me, that sounds similar to the Bible. I don't know. Like, I don't know why. Like, there's stories also of a flood, traditional stories of a great flood. You know, as you look at the Bible and you look at a lot of traditional stories, there are a lot of similarities. What does reconciliation mean to you? Well, for me personally, it means that I'm going to reconcile with um, my deceased father, the memory of him and what he went through and acknowledge and have empathy for him that he was not able to talk about it and not able ever to um, recover from that. And also to reconcile with my brother who went to residential school and I never understood why he was different after he came back from residential school. And I also, with my mother, who, you know, she's my role model of being such a beautiful, open, caring being. Reconciliation is both a personal experience and a collective process. Sharing stories is just one way where we can begin to bridge our understanding of one another. And so no more since that day are people thrown away because everybody has a job to do in the community. And that's the story. In the spirit of truth and reconciliation, I'm Trevor Jane.